Gets open for three. Dagger! The kick in, here it comes. Swing and a miss! And a World Series Game 7 winning Curly W is in the books! Washington Capitals are the 2018 Stanley Cup champions! You like that? You like that? I like that. You gotta like that. My approval ratings keep going up. Sorry to keep you waiting. Complicated business. Welcome into the Washington Post Game Show. Stevie, Stevie, Stevie. The football team is going streaking, baby. We are, we are what? Four wins in a row, improving to six and six. Not the most impressive win in Vegas, but. I mean, who, who's going to say anything negative right now? There, there's a lot to dissect, Stevie. There's a lot to get into. Honestly, I'm a little shocked that you actually watched the game in real time. The stars aligned, and here we are on a post-game show, a victory post-game show at that. And it's, I mean, I, I had them winning this game. I think you had them winning this game as well. We were chatting throughout the game. We were watching, you know, separately from each other. But in, in, all, in all seriousness, Stevie, this was a game that they didn't need to have, but they got. And we knew that they could get it. I mean, they, they should win this game, right? On paper, the football team had more talent at the skill positions than the Raiders do at their skill positions, given injuries and everything else. But you know what? When the when the game starts, you kind of throw all that out the window. They look so impressive on the first drive, and they really didn't look very impressive after that, the football team, that is. But here we are, 6-6. Six and six. You can't ignore what just happened. We're going to pull in FP and some of the other DTC cast members, if you will, here in a second. But it's, I mean, we're setting up here for a victory Sunday night and a victory Monday. You know, what's your initial reaction here, Stevie? This is a huge win. Huge win. No, no, no. We, we, we can't jump into analysis, okay? You, wow, what a game, okay? Are you kidding me? That is incredible. Look, you got FP showing up, okay? This what a I mean, Brian Big Balls Johnson. Can we give him that name? Okay, can we name him that? Okay, my goodness, this team. Okay, at, at every, I, I'm I'm. That's a game. That's I mean, take a, a moment. Game. Take a moment. Gather yourself. I, I need, gather I need, yourself. I, I know nothing. we're all running. We're gonna we're break all it down. To get set up. We're gonna talk about the ineptitude of that offense. We're gonna talk about Taylor Heineke. And what he needs to do to get better. We're going to talk about that offensive line. Who is playing resilient and wonderful and doing their best, but is clearly overmatched when they play. I mean, hell is uh, frozen over for you to be saying those words. I can't believe you're dapping up the O-line after the way you've killed them pretty much this entire season. But... But look, look, I mean, look, can we just can we just take a second here at the jump? I, I know like I'm I'm still excited. The clock I'm I'm watching some of the, the post-game celebrations. We'll see if we can get uh some clips here from from Coach Ron and some of the other players as they come on and off. We'll see. We'll be here for the next hour. I do want to put the phone number on the screen for anybody that's watching on YouTube, on Twitter, on Facebook. You can call into the show, 855-908-5668. That is the contender hotline. Use it right now or save it for later. That's up to you. You can also tweet the show. You can tweet the show anytime. We will see it. We will flash it on the screen. We will react to it. But you're getting some raw emotion here from myself and from Stevie. Like I said, we're going to pull FP in here in a second. But I mean, this is uh, this this is this is kind of un- uncharted waters. And and it's weird to say that because this team obviously made the playoffs last year. And coming into today, coming into today's game, Stevie at five and six. Again, for me, the big change this week versus the previous weeks is they were expected to win this game. No one expected them to beat the Bucks. No one expected them. Maybe it was a push against Carolina. Seattle was going to come in here and 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 you know, crush us basically, the Monday night curse and blah blah blah. This was the first game in several weeks that 
you know, on paper, again, because of injuries and just kind of the way things stacked, Washington was supposed to win, and they looked really good that opening drive. 75 yards, mix and match, and, I mean, Gibby ran, Gibby had a fantastic game. He had a great one last week. He had maybe even a better one this week. You know, no J.D. McKissick. There, there's definitely some negatives too, and we gotta have to talk about some of those as well. We'll, we'll see what happened with Logan on that last play, or the last driver, towards the end of the fourth with the injury. It looked like he could took a helmet to the knee. So there, there's a lot of stuff to break down, Stevie. But I, I mean, just just from the jump here, if you look at it big picture, right before the game starts, these were kind of some of my pregame notes. All right, um, obviously, Washington football team controls its own destiny. If they can get this win today, they they only got NFC East opponents the rest of the way. It would be nice to have this. They don't have to have it, but it would be nice to have it. Uh, you know, the the Raiders are kind of like the AFC version to me of the of you know the Washington football team. They are competitive in spurts. They don't have a whole lot of winning seasons. In fact, I think the last one for the Raiders was when Jack Del Rio was the head coach of the Raiders, like in 2016 or 2017. The teams just kind of mimic. They're better. They're more so known nowadays for their rivalries than they are for you know, really their on-field accomplishments. The big difference is they have a franchise quarterback, or in my opinion, they someone closer to it than what than what DC has. But, you know, we talk we always talk about the QB carousel here in DC. Well, well, the Raiders have had the, the, the head coaching carousel. I think they've had uh a 12, 14, 15, 16 head coaches since the late 80s or something to that effect. So the the def- like the teams just kind of mimic each other in that sense. But the the story for me coming in was what what would this defense look like without Landon Collins. And and I want to bring FPM on this, and I want to get your thoughts on this as well. Because early in the season, Landon Collins was their biggest liability on defense. He couldn't he couldn't protect or or defend the deep ball. He wasn't in the box enough to make a difference or an impact on uh, on the running game or or uh, you know being a run stopper. But over the last three weeks, three and a half weeks, he's been indispensable. I mean, he he has been their defensive MVP, especially in the absence of Chase and in the absence of Montez Sweat. They don't have him today. I, I was really concerned about how they would, you know, fill the box and kind of, you know, what would they do? And again, and, and the Raiders coming in, and I, I gotta take, I gotta get some water or something here. But the Raiders coming in led the, they led the league in big plays, fifty-eight on the season Close coming the in. They had four, right? So, I, I don't know what, what were your initial thoughts coming into the game, and then we can go frame by frame. Yeah, and I, I know uh, we're gonna break down the game, and we're gonna get to that ten thousand foot level. But if we're staying at the hundred thousand foot level for right now. My biggest takeaway is, first of all, let me do a mea culpa. Okay, let me do a mea culpa. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Ron Riverboat Rivera. Because what that game showed is a team of character. Okay, that that showed a team that was down injuries, down Landon Collins, lost Logan Thomas halfway through, decimated on the defensive line, decimated on the offensive line, and they fought. And you want the, the, the headline for me, is this team has solidified their identity. Like it or not, this is who they are. They're going to run it 25 to 30 times with Gibson. They're going to have these inside zone runs. They're going to wear defenses down. They're going to try to set up the pass with the run. They're going to not blitz. And Jack Del Rio, give credit to Jack Del Rio against his former team, I think he called a great game. They are going to trust those front four to get to the quarterback. It doesn't always work. 
but they're gonna they don't have the coverage to blitz right now and i think del rio knows that again there's an identity that's been established the coaches understand their personnel now after having gone 12 changed, weeks TV, you know but what changed because they, they didn't seem to really be able to do any of this early in the season and frankly they they were they, they weren't in a position to lose this game down the stretch as well so i i, I think you know, had this game ended differently, I think our both of our collective tone, all three of us, our tone would be a little bit different. But yeah, I mean, winning cures and covers all, man. Like it's it's the best band aid; it covers everything. You know, it, it's a it's a big win. But from and I and I don't disagree with you. I think this is another complete you know defensive game. But again, they started much better than they ended, and and that for me is where there's a little bit of concern, right? Like they didn't dominate the way they did in previous weeks. As far as time of possession, you know, Antonio Gibson ran great. He, I mean, he just, he, he's continued to look good and he's not fumbling, which is a good thing as well. You know, and FP early, I mean, I saw, I saw FP this morning, actually, and he was, he was kind of saying the same thing. It, you know, if the game will go as Gibson goes and if Gibson runs well, doesn't fumble the ball, you know, then we have a chance the, the, the asterisk for me really is, is, is always going to be Taylor. And we saw him make a really, really bad read and bad throw that ended that resulted in an interception, something we haven't seen him do in a couple of weeks. So, you know, FP, let's bring you in on that. I mean, what did what did you see from this team versus what you were expecting to see from this team? Man, first of all, let me just say I'm still catching my breath from the last two minutes. Every Washington football game, last two minutes. The Washington stress should be their name, right? I'm uh, I'm fat, I'm overweight, I can't handle this team. My goodness, this the, the mentality of this team is next man up, right? Anybody that needs to play will play. Your demons are stepping up without sweat, without young. I mean, losing J.D. McKissick, we saw the offense kind of flutter with it and not really be able to do what we're accustomed to after these past three weeks. Gibson stepped up. It was nice to see Curtis Samuel get in. Scott Turner even throwing in a couple wrinkles. I, this, this team has grit and and that grit comes directly from Ron Rivera and they they're playing a, a solid game right now and and they're playing December football that's what they're doing right now this is a, a playoff yeah, I like that gritty I like that. what is the they're definition December of December football, football? what you just Win watched for three hours <laughs> yeah grind it out adapt trust your playmakers I mean Heineke is playing I, he had the one mistake but he's no, no, not hold on, hold on. If, if you want to talk, he had a couple. All right. And I and I was on the Twitter account and, and those those gifs that are on the uh, the DTC Twitter. Those are mine. The, I had an issue with the first touchdown. Is it a gif or, or gif? Yeah, we're I not think it's a gif. About. OK, and we're going to need callers. Yeah, I'm exactly. sorry. I, I don't know. That's whichever big, it is, whichever one it is, it doesn't there, matter. Joe, okay. I took exception to the first touchdown of the game. OK, and, and I posted a, a image or whatever, Stevie. OK. Of basically, you know, our tight end uh, of Mr. Logan just literally by himself in the end zone is a busted coverage. He had to leap to get the ball. He had to leap to get the ball. This yeah, has you been know, a consistent four thing. weeks in now. You you know yeah. that's coming from Heineke. And if the if the receivers but, but, can adapt, okay. But so as he it. has improved in so many other facets of his game, this this one area continues. I mean, the ball sails all the time, FP. All the time, Joe, including obviously the interception. Everybody knows he doesn't have arm strength, so he's he's making up for it. He's compensating for it. Sure, he's not sure. tall. He has to launch that ball. I mean, that's just kind of what you're going to get with this type of QB. The receivers adapted. We we kind of know the zip that he has and what he's going to do. And if the receivers got it, or if they perfect it in practice, 
so be it. I mean, that first drive was a thing of beauty from the way Turner scripted yeah. it to the way we executed yeah, it. It, I, it was beautiful. I, I'm sorry, Joe. Taylor Heineke, I'm with you. He misses. When he misses, he's going to miss high, like FP said. We all know this. But he was under right. duress the entire yeah. game. And he started getting used to throwing off of that back foot because they were – I mean, uh, Crosby off the end, Crosby's we had no answer. We had yeah, no answer for him. And like I said, the offensive line is playing valiantly. And Eric Flowers is playing great. And 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 Jay Leno has turned into Charles Leno Jr. Okay. <laughs> oh, he God. he deserves his name back. His name, okay? he got I'm his giving name it to him. I'm giving it to him. So they've been playing well, but they're overmatched. And and you know, they're doing their best. But I think you know, I think Grant Paulson, uh, not to name drop a competitor, but Grant Paulson was talking about uh you know, the idea of Taylor Heineke in the beginning, they, you know, were treating him as essentially starting quarterback, right? And making him, asking him to make throws that, you know, complex throws, pushing down the field. Then they dialed him back down and, and you know, they didn't want him to be that gunslinger. You know, they were talking about almost the dial on like a microphone setting, you know, in the way we, you know, we, we use these microphones. And I think we're right at the level that he needs to be at, which is, He's a backup quarterback, and this is what a, a team looks like, having a backup quarterback play for the entire season. He's a backup quarterback, so you need to manage him. He needs to have check down throws. He needs to be dumping it. I mean, what are we looking at? We're looking at uh, 23 of 30 for a buck 96, six and a half yards a throw. That's where he needs to be. And then Scott Turner needs to get really creative and find ways to push the ball down the field while handing the ball off to Antonio Gibson 25 times which again yeah, 23 think, carries for 88 yards that's the play yeah yeah and, and and honestly he looked great for almost all of those I mean he he looked much better he looked much better this week than he even did last week and last week was a great game for him 23 for 88 yards uh, I was a little bit concerned coming in I'm, I've never been a Wendell Smallwood guy and he had a, a you know an extended <laughs> stint with the football team last year obviously and and this is this was my concern is that and and I think we saw it a little bit is that Scott Turner was going to get cute with some of the play calling. And and he did. For for he pretty much the entirety of the third to. quarter, we were doing like handoffs and pitches like 10 yards behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Like that's we not this it. Yeah, that that's not what this team is going to be able to do. And there wasn't enough Terry McLaurin targets either. I mean, they they kind of got away from what has made them successful in previous weeks, which is just, you know, slow and steady kind of methodically working the ball down the field. The, the deep pitches I wasn't a fan of and I was really concerned like no one really can JD McKissick is a is like an undercover stud, right? Like he he is he is much better than the than the spell running back or the third down back, you know, for for this team. He he plays a much larger role. My concern coming in is that we're going to try to actually just plug in Wendell into that spot and kind of use him the same way. Obviously, they didn't go that route, you know. And and for me, I I, I was impressed. I mean, honestly, the, the team was I'll, able to run the I'll ball consistently and defensively. They I mean they they controlled the line of scrimmage defensively for much of the game as well it got away from them towards the second half of that third quarter and the fourth Raiders were driving up and down the field and you could see it and that's one of the things that makes me nervous as a, as a lifelong football team fan you know when the opposing quarterback is basically and you saw that with David Carr towards the end of that third quarter he was basically I, I can't I get whatever I want out here just get me the ball I'm gonna get whatever I want right. and he did but he a lot of that is landing. picking him apart a lot of that is the absence of Landon when you have Cole Holcomb like look I love Cole He's like leading the team in, in tackles or whatever. But when you have Cole Holcomb going against Hunter Renfro constantly dropping yeah. back over their shiftiest, best 
uh, slot receiver. It, it's a recipe for disaster. And we saw that and, and Carr figured it out and, and it had to have been addressed. The, the D line, they got their pressure. They, they were breaking that pocket and they were making Carr from his five-step drop have to drop five yards, right? Like the pressure was getting there. It's that secondary and, and props to the secondary. McCain came up huge. WS3 came up huge. Like it's, it's, it's great, but like the, the, the cohesiveness of that defense broke down a little bit, but then at the end of that fourth, they stepped up big, they stopped them. They did what they had to do. And and there's a lot of coaching things on film here, whatever, if we want to start talking coach talk, but I'll tell you what, going back to Smallwood, give me Smallwood all week over Patterson. I never want to see Patterson on the field ever again. I'm happy yeah, that come we brought on. Up he got two yeah, carries. Yeah, yeah, he had a couple. I mean, he had one. I think it was one an inside. Yeah, it was, yeah, like it was all. It was going to be all Gibson all day long. And, and I think it was going to be Gibson all day long. And 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 Gibson. I mean, he deserves the lion's share of the carries, and that's what he's going to get. I think the rest of the way, even with JD healthy, I think Antonio's earned. He's earned that share. I mean, he just has. You know, I want to talk about the receiving yeah. just a little bit as well because I, I I made you know me too. All right, you go ahead then, Stevie. Because am I okay? Okay, because I. Go I'm going to say something that you're not going to like. I'm going to say something you're not going to like. And I don't know if there's a lot of opposing coaches listening to this, but it seems like we, including number 17, when they play man against us, we get zero separation. Oh, that was like a, not the Trump. This is not a Trump sign. Okay. I'm talking zero separation. Okay. Zero separation when they play man. When we play zone, the boys can find the spots in the zone. Adam Humphreys can sit in the zone. Logan Thomas finds the zone. But Terry McLaurin, there's something. He almost looks for contact. I mean, I know when he runs and he's got the ball, he doesn't mind Yeah, well, he contact. leads the he's league in contested contact. catches. And, and well, that's a problem. yards after catch. I, I, I agree. He doesn't I agree. Get it's separation. a problem that he has to he, jump to make every catch. That's a, that's a freaking problem, too. I agree. Well, Greg Olson, when, when they were taking that that all 22 video, Greg Olson was looking at it. And you're saying there's nobody open when Taylor Heineke is looking down the field. There's nobody open. So I don't know if it's scheme. I don't know if it's personnel. I but mean, it seems like when we go against man, we struggle. It's probably a combination of both. And the guy that I want to see more of personally is Humphreys. This guy, all he does when yeah. he's on the field is catch balls. I mean, that's all he does. He's refreshing he catches, the come in there. You know, he, he catches the Scott Turner special, which is, you know, the four-yard route and fall over, right? I mean, that that's that's the that's our staple, you know, slant fall over play. And he's the best probably on the team at the team on this team at doing that. So, you know, I think four catches, you know, he, he basically averaged a first down today. You know, I want to see more of Adam Humphreys, especially especially when 82 isn't on the field. And, and Logan Thomas, you can say what you want about him being a converted quarterback or whatever. He's clearly got a spot on this team. He's got a role on this team. I think he, I think you'd be crazy not to consider him in the top half of tight ends in the league or maybe even the top 10. The problem is keeping him on the field. And, and you know, the, the, the chop block that took him out late in the game, that, that's a really big one. And we'll see as the week progresses if he's going to be day-to-day -day or if he's week-to-week -week or if he's going, you know, if it, hopefully it's nothing more serious than that. But he showed, like, today is a perfect example of what this guy can do when he's on the field. Three catches, 50 yards, basically averaging, you know, a, a first down and a half, 15 plus 16 yards. And he was wide open for that touchdown, wide open for that touchdown. And we'll take it, right? I mean, that's that's where, you know, and I said it during the pregame show as well. If you're going to nitpick on the offense, they could get to the red zone but can't finish in the red zone. And not having Logan Thomas for seven weeks is, is, is a big reason why. He looked great today. He he absolutely looked great today. For me, the only thing that I'm going to be negative about when as far as the offense goes, Taylor should have never thrown that interception. 
But overall, you know, for the first time in weeks, I'm going to point just a small finger. I'm going to use my pinky and point at Scott Turner and say, you got too cute with the play calling. You had a formula that was working and you got away from it. And th- those those third quarter drives were just painful. I mean, they weren't moving I mean, the ball I'll, whatsoever. I'll agree that Heineke shouldn't have thrown that interception. But I mean, you even heard it this past week. Ron and Heineke were like, we coined the phrase, uh, what was it, like redshirt rookie. Like, like this is... As much as we love Heineke, we still have to remember like this is his first season playing. But, we're, but like today was a good a example. I, I agree. But you have to. What, I agree. But, but you have to. You have to decide what threshold you're holding him at. You can't look at Heineke. This one. Because this you're is making. It. This is the no, limit. I'm saying, like, like you, said. You, you can't. You you can't look at him and be like he's making X Y Z mistakes. You have to compare him to kind of what rookie mistakes. What 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 rookies like true rookies. What mistakes they would be making. This is a, a typical mistake that a rookie would make, a, a Wilson would make, something like that, right? It, it's it's teachable. And and I think somebody got in his ear during that last drive after the interception, and I think they told him, don't play hero ball. There, there was a second where he did on, on one of those plays, but essentially don't play hero ball, live for the next down, trust the team. And 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 it got going, and, and you saw the drives were, were piling up. And then you got Brian Big Kick Johnson over here, so refreshing that he could even make that field goal. My heart exploded honestly, 50, like, uh, times. I'm honestly, still out of honestly. breath. FP, did you have that kick going in? No. no. Stevie, did you have that First kick going all, in? I had PI before oh. before that series. I, yeah. I, I thought it was 50-50. I thought it was 50-50. Yeah, I, it was 50-50, but I, I, I mean, if, if somebody said, you know, put your life savings on make or miss, I, I would have taken miss. Like, it's just too big of a spot for somebody that no one's ever heard of on the road. It, I mean, I, it was impressive. It, it was impressive that they were able to drive the drive the ball late that late in the game without their, you know, arguably second best pass catching option down the field. But look, again, it goes down as a win. It wasn't pretty 17-15, way under on, on every prop bet ever. Like Everybody lost every bet if you made prop bets on this game. It was ugly. It was the I opposite of what... I mo- made a lot of money. Oh, well, good for you. Good for you. But, Logan you know, Thomas, to first FP's touchdown point, score, this- $250. <laughs> the- no wonder he's got that. I mean, are you repping a new Chris Samuels jersey? What is that? Okay, that's, that's, a, that's a Curtis, uh, uh, Chris Samuels. Not that's Curtis a beautiful Samuels. jersey right yeah, there. Yeah, that's a throwback. Okay. That's it a is. throwback. That's oh, great, yeah. baby. That's great. But I want to just close this out on Taylor. The last thing I'll say on Taylor, this is the limit for him as far as I'm concerned from like a game script perspective. You know, Stevie, we'll get your thoughts on this and then we'll pivot. I want to talk about the Raiders a little bit. Taylor going 23 for 30, you know, 196 yards, basically 200 yards, two, two touchdowns and interception. This is it. Like you can't, I don't like it when the team asks him to do more than this. 30 passes, you know, 28 to 30, maybe 31, 32 pass attempts. I think that's the limit. I think if you give any defense the opportunity to line up against him in passing situations more than 30 times in a game, it's not going to go well. And I think that's what they've done really, really well leading up to this game. I kind of kind of got away from them a little bit today, but I think this is his limit. You know, he's going to be uh, you know, somewhere north of 75% from a completion percentage. He's going to be good for about 200 yards and a couple interceptions, maybe a pick here and there. But if he plays like this, you know, we'll talk about what comes next, but just give me your thoughts on Taylor in particular as we kind of move into next week, and we'll we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, I mean, I think the last couple of weeks he's pushed his limit. I think the Seattle, the Monday night game, you know, six days ago, I think that was his limit. I think he hit three hundred, uh, uh, you know, last week against Seattle. I think, yeah. But what I will go back to and say is, 
we're in December. And now we're talking about December football. So the boys that are slinging it for 450 and 500 outside of Mr. Brady in Tampa, that doesn't play well in 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 uh, in December. Just go ask, you know, Kansas City, you know, and go ask these these high, you know, prolific offenses. That's not going to play well in December in the NFC East, in the NFC, in Green Bay, you know, in these kind of places, unless you have an Aaron Rodgers. So maybe he's set up for this. Maybe this is his time. There, I will just put a bow in it and say there's there's a mojo with this team. And Taylor's coming up. You know, he's scrambling on a third and six, and he points those two fingers first down, and he's got a swagger. Maybe it's not deserved, swagger. okay, <laughs> but he's got it. Okay, and I don't know what he did to get it, but he's got it, and he's believing, and the team is believing, and that's Riverboat Ron, that's Jack Del Rio, that's Taylor Heineke. That's a high-character team right there. Not used to it in Ashburn. Certainly, they ain't no high character in actual the offices in Ashburn, but that's a high character team that's on the field. Well, and and they're only in the locker room and and on the field. Hashtag release the report. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Good luck. Keep keep pushing that hashtag. Is I don't I don't think I don't think it's gonna happen, but we'll see. But you know, on on let let's switch gears and just talk about the Raiders for a second because coming in, I, I mean, Derek Carr is a guy that has been you know when Gruden was the head coach in Vegas was, you know, rumored to be on the hot seat. Maybe he's going to, you know, they'll let him out of his contract. Maybe they'll trade him. Carr has been, throughout his career, linked to a move to D.C. for for a long time. He's probably going to maybe, maybe be considered to make a move this offseason. I'm a I'm a Derek Carr guy, and I like the way he plays the game. I like the, the way he commands the offense. He went 28 for 38 for 249. No picks and no touchdowns. And I think if you told me that would be his line going into this game, I would have said, all right, you know, the football team's got a pretty good chance to win this, you know, we'll call it a toss-up. The big surprise for me is Josh Jacobs. Only 13 carries, just about, you know, what, 50 yards. That's the big surprise for me. Even though Washington coming in, I think they were overall, uh, Washington football team overall coming in, 18th overall defense, fourth against the run, 30th against the pass. You you expected Josh to get probably north of 75 in a touchdown. I expected Derek to have a lot more yards than 250, and a lot of them came on chunk plays at the end of the at the end of the second quarter or at the end of the first half, and towards the end of the game. Obviously, throughout the third quarter, and and really big chunks of it in the fourth quarter. So, I was a little bit surprised by that. Hunter Renfro being the 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 leading pass catcher, you know, nine for 102. I think that was kind of expected. He saw an even amount of coverage from uh, from Fuller and from uh, from Jackson. Overall, though, the defense, the Washington Football Team defense, did okay against some of the skill positions on the Raiders. We also have to realize that the Raiders are extremely weak with wide receivers, right? Once you don't have Waller in, once Ruggs is out of the league for all the crap that he did. All right, hold on, hold Renfro's on, hold on. Just, your just only hold on a second, Are, are then, you telling me you weren't never just had a little a solid bit scared? Run game. You weren't a little bit scared of Deshaun Jackson? No, I mean, I was just I a mean, little bit. Not, no, Deshaun Jackson just sprints down the field. That's all he does. I mean, yeah, that, no, that's but Deshaun Jackson play. historically against the football team, and they flashed the graphic actually on the uh, during the game. Historically against the football team, he's got like fifty catches for a thousand yards in his career just against the, us, just against the Washington football team. I mean, coming in, I don't, I don't do the revenge game bit. I, yeah, I, I, but I mean, come on, that, that, sense, that but. was when he was on a great Eagles team versus the trash Washington football team pre name change. That, that that means nothing. What you have to realize is this is a Raiders team that we faced. Without Waller, who is arguably the third best tight end in the league, maybe yeah. higher if you want to dig into the stats. 
and no real running game, right? Like, plus you're coming with an interim head coach. It just, I mean, it was it was a fantastic win. But if we're going to start focusing on the Raiders, the Raiders didn't really have too much to concern us. Now, when you look down the road, that's not necessarily the case. But to say that Carr, it was surprising that he didn't get the yards, it's not that surprising because their receiving core, I mean, they're, it's a terrible – like our receiving core looks leaps and bounds better. And as Stevie pointed out, we can't even get separation. Like that's the kind of difference that we're talking about here. Well, if, if, if we're going to separate the front seven versus the back four, right, we're going to separate the coverage versus the pass rush – I think the coverage had a great game. Warranted what FP saying that they weren't playing an elite wide receiving core, but I do think Kendall Fuller made some really, really great tackles in open space. I think the linebackers and the front four struggled mightily. I think Derek Carr had tons of time to throw the ball. I think yeah. they were not getting consistent pressure. I, and again, they're playing their their tails off. Ionitis, James Smith, Williams, whatever you know, and. These guys are playing their tail off, but I mean, you, you had a solid game from Jamin Davis. I was actually surprised by that. He made a great cross field yeah. catch up play fuller on that TD breakup. That wasn't even his guy. He, he scrambled and made that breakup that that essentially saves the game right there. I mean, I mean, you say Cole Holcomb Kendall. leads the team in tackles. It's because every guy yeah. he's covering catches the ball. <laughs> so, yeah. It's, it's yeah he's going to, yeah. He gives it's up the most yards, sure. but he'll stop him eventually. I mean, today Cole was second <laughs> on the team in tackles. He had, well, overall, seven with because three assists. Because right? it can't so, cover in the slot. <laughs> well, but but the Raiders also knew what they were doing, getting getting their their best wide receiver, moving him from the edge into the you know basically into that Z right. into that Z route and letting him just eat eat a eat apart the, the middle of the defense. But you know, Kendall, Kendall did play a good game. Bobby McCain played a really good game. You know, I, I don't I don't disagree with you, Stevie. I mean, the, the front four continues to struggle to get home. Ionitis, my guy, Matt Ionitis, did get a sack finally. Yeah. You know, well, but look, they they got some pressure throughout the day, not much, but they did. I mean, they did they did their job against the running game. I mean, when the Raiders mm. decided to run the ball, they didn't. I mean, there was no big big chunk plays that they gave up, and in most of the screen plays and some of that that underneath stuff, they kind of they held their own. I mean, if again, if they replicate this type of effort. It's very similar to me. It, it, the game feels very similar to the last three or four weeks, right? We're not going to let any of the running backs go crazy. We're not going to let any of the... We're going to try to keep the receivers in front of us. Now, Russell, back, you know, what, six days ago on Monday night, he was able to find some of his receivers towards the end of that game for big chunk plays. And Derek, again, Derek Carr was able to do that today as well. But overall, this defensive performance, missing Landon Collins, and that to me is the big shock of the whole thing. Landon Collins literally went from trade him or cut him or bench him or whatever in the first part of the season to now as your buffalo your buffalo uh, your buffalo nickel or whatever that position is he's literally indispensable and and they didn't have a guy to fill fill in for him today so it's just a you know it's a hodgepodge of people the chaser ever got some run today uh there's another dude I'm, I'm blanking on his name that was back there for a little bit as well obviously bobby mccain and cam curl cam curl might be the defensive mvp of the team by the time the season's over oh, he is he He's he long. is playing some some fantastic mm -hmm. football. He he can drop back in coverage and pretty much cover anybody. He, he I mean he can come up and, and jam the line as well. You know I, I don't know. I mean if you're if we're gonna do some game balls here, I mean who who are you passing it out to, Stevie, on the on the offensive side first? If you have come one, on, Joe, Brian Big Balls <laughs> yeah, Johnson. Thought, okay, are you kidding me? Or <laughs> anything we talk about? Him. What is the official nickname here? What's the DTC nickname for Brian? Big Kick. Brian Big Kick Johnson. <laughs> 
I don't know, man. Stones on that guy, man. I mean, we'll come up with something. But we'll come up with something. I mean, that ball didn't look very pretty, but it went through. So, you know, so be it. I look for me, it's not going to be him. I I think it goes to I think it goes to Gibson personally. I think he played a complete game again. I think without him, this team would be in a world of hurt. And and today in particular, control of time. I mean, just, he's my guy. He's my guy. He's six I mean, two. You, you, he's you got guys, a ton of weight on. You guys on are him. sleeping on the game ball for Logan Thomas. He he controlled the the first three quarters of the game for this offense. I mean, we moved through Logan Thomas. You get the touchdown. You get the miraculous catch. You get that huge thirty yard reception. It was all Logan Thomas. But if you're gonna give game ball to somebody that ended the game. You go Humphreys because without Humphreys, that field goal winning drive doesn't. Why don't happen. we see more Adam Humphreys? I don't understand why he's not on the field ever. Like why, 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 why is Deami Brown like out there? I mean, Deami Brown his first catch today, I think in seven. I or think eight weeks. I think it's more Scott Scott Turner just doesn't necessarily use his slot receivers in in a way that you're gonna see them too much. I think they're kind of playing more blocking schemes you're not necessarily going to see them but break FP, and try literally, to catch Deami Brown's last routes. catch was in week four I mean there's all this shifting no way and moving no all over way the place. Yeah, 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 don't BS on that there's no way Joe all right let me I'll I'll mute myself back check him out. back check him Deami Brown had a catch today because I had to I had to double that's check what I said make sure. before today when was his last catch before, before today, today. Okay, I'll go back and check. I will fact check myself. Oh, I'm going to check. As long as as long as he's gonna run random uh, flashes behind the 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 line of scrimmage to adjust the defense, that's all we need him for. Who cares? Just keep shifting him. There's a lot of that too. I don't know if that's a is is that a staple of the Scott Turner offense as well? Just misdirection and everybody shifting and run. That's probably a move to help Heineke break down what defensive coverage is right in front of him. You probably need yeah, that, I mean, that shifting that so that Heineke sense. can see. Yeah, I mean you're you're that adjusting for for essentially a rookie. Well, I okay, all right. I mean, how about def- defensively? Who who is your your defensive standout, FP? Oof. Um. I think you got to go Fuller. I think I'm telling you, Fuller, that that mm-hmm. TD breakdown that he had, that wasn't his guy, and and the game kind of completely changes once you hold Oakland or sorry Vegas to a field goal instead of a touchdown. So I'm I'm giving it to him. I mean, defense as a whole, a little shaky, but yeah, Fuller Fuller in that secondary, they stepped up big when they had to. If I can give a game ball to the entire secondary, they they answered when they had to. They got burned, but they answered. Stevie, any opinions here? Yeah, my, my main opinion is that the fact that we're having, I mean, uh, FP, you know, he he struggled there to come up with a name. I'm struggling to come up with a name. And that's, <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not calling him out, but I'm saying that's, yeah, that's, that that's what we are. That's what our defense is. That's what our defense is. It's team ball. It's next man up. It's what we were talking about about 20 minutes ago. It's, I mean, there's no hero ball here, and that's a beautiful thing right now. I mean, it's just next man up, and they're stepping up, and they're playing as a cohesive unit. I mean, how many times have we talked about the last couple of weeks? That pass rush, they're staying in their lanes. They're not allowing the, the QBs, these rushing QBs like Russell Wilson, Derek Carr moving out. They're not, you know, going so far up the field the way number 99 did before he got hurt. So this team is really playing like a unit. Now, I don't know where number 90 is. I don't know if he's going to be back soon. But I think he's back. I think he could catapult. 
is he is he back off IR? Because I know they put him on that 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 temporary yeah, IR. He, he, but yeah. he's he's expected back either this week or definitely by next next game. I, I, think, I mean, I think if it's up to him, he might be back. If it's up to him, I think we're going to see him back this week. It is, and I was going to bury this just a little bit longer, but it is Dallas week officially as of this moment, right? And and to be six and that. six, looking ahead, it is Dallas week. This is, uh, I mean. Uh, the biggest game of the season. I mean, and, and we, wait, 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 uh, wait, wait, wait. What, what what time is it at? Because I got a little kid's birthday party. <laughs> uh, I I will have to check, but I'm pretty sure it's at one o'clock. All right. I will. Little kids don't know if you're at birthday parties or not. No, the problem is, is it's my own kid. It's my own kid. Uh, right, okay. and he's dragging all of us to it. And I, I, I gave Can him you a hard time about it him? earlier today. Can you throw? It's a her. It's a her. But okay. Party. Like, this is what happens when the guy who's on a sports show doesn't pay attention attention to the sports <laughs> calendar and just starts planning stuff. This is exactly hey, what happens. This is what we try to actively avoid, Stevie. Hey, just bring this your unicorns, okay? It's a unicorn party. I it's a unicorn theme party. But, but look, hey, I, I remember we were at a wedding with a remote TV before we could stream on our phones ignoring the ceremony and watching football games. So there's always a way. Because that's what we do here. Did you see how many <laughs> burgundy and gold jerseys were in the stands in Vegas? Yeah. Did you see how many? Did you see the? I mean, all over I think, Twitter. I think that's just because our our fan base is a bunch of decrepit gambling. Degenerates. Is a- Degenerate, <laughs> I think, is the word yeah. you're looking for. But they yeah, also travel decrepit, well in Vegas. Decrepit. And there might be some too. of those. Some of those. Uh, Maryland people. I don't like Maryland people. Maybe that too. Maybe that too. But I do look I, before we put. I, I have a couple more thoughts on on this game in particular, and then I I, I do want to shift and start talking about you know the bigger picture here, which is there's a lot of games only against the division that we know very very well the rest of the way. But I, I you know on the Raiders game here, and I I said this at the jump when we started, these two teams mimic each other. I, I feel like the the Raiders are the WFT of the of the AFC. They are good in spurts never for an entire season and never two seasons in a row they are more known at this point or or they're on tv because of their marquee matchups i mean i I think everybody gets up for raiders versus broncos or raiders versus chiefs or raiders versus chargers maybe less on the chargers and again it's the same it's the same with the wft i think when when it's versus cowboys versus eagles versus giants we saw obviously versus giants was on on tv national national game early in the season so it was interesting to me just to kind of see how these teams mimic each other in that regard but now i mean washington sits at six and six vegas sits at six and six and six there's i believe only four teams in all of the afc right now with losing records which is kind of crazy and in the nfc the football team is firmly in the playoff picture and and looking forward it's it's cowboys week man it's dallas week and and we know historically and over the years that dallas week means it means more to people in dc than it does in dallas dallas i think views um in sometimes it was Philly and other times it was New York as their primary rival within the division. But for us right now, for this week, I mean, next Sunday is a huge game for both of these teams. Absolutely massive game. The Eagles today pulled out a win with, uh, I think it was, was it Gardner that was under center today. Minshew mania, so, baby. Yeah. I mean, he, he got that porno stash and everything. I mean, he, he's all about it. And, and honestly, I've, I don't know why I've always kind of cheered for him. It's just, it's fine. I mean, he's probably arguably a better quarterback, in my opinion, better quarterback than what they had there to begin with. But, you know, looking ahead here just a little bit, just a little bit. I mean, I think everyone in D.C. is going to be kind of geeked up coming off of this one. Victory Monday for sure tomorrow. But on top of that, you've got Dallas coming in and you have an opportunity to go within a game, basically, of the division lead. You know, so we're, we're sitting here with four wins in a row. 
right? And if we want to get crazy, if they pull off another four, they're definitely in the playoffs. If they pull out five or six, they've not only made the playoffs, they've won a home game as well. So there's a lot riding on this game. Um, I, I, I mean, it's early. It's early. Obviously, it's a must watch. But I mean, did anyone have this is let, let me open. Let me let me kind of let's transition with this at six and six. What do you see happening the rest of the way, Stevie? Is this team good enough as it's constructed to win, you know, three of the next five games against divisional opponents? Absolutely. Absolutely. And if they win the right three games, we're talking about a home playoff game. I mean, that's just any idiot can see that. This is basic, uh, you know, math right now is right now they are set up really, really, really well. And I'm saying – even the right three games, you don't even need to beat the Cowboys twice, man. You could split them. You take care of business with the Giants and Eagles. The the the, the Redskins. The football team did get some help today with the Vikings loss to the Lions. Yes. I mean, that, that's a, talk about a bad yeah, loss yes. right there to get Huge. you to five and seven. That hurts and me. a that Niners hurts me right here because I'm a Kirk guy. <laughs> and a Niners loss to a crappy Seahawks team that we just beat pushes them back to six and six. So I mean, you say we are squarely in that six seed. Uh, and and very much in the driver's seat of a wild card uh, slot and a potential division crown. And then, man, then all bets are off right then at that point. Yeah, I think I mean, more FB, importantly, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to dive in. I think more importantly than our matchups is Dallas still has the Cardinals on their schedule, right? So if we play our, our cards right and we win the games that we should win, i.e., your last Giants game, and hopefully you sweep the the Eagles. Ignore the Cowboys entirely. They still have a Cardinals team to play, which is easily. I, I mean, if 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 we start another podcast about top five and low five, uh, Cardinals are sitting at number one in my book right now. So the the Cowboys. Yeah, but FP, you have to at least split with the Cowboys. You can't lose both. You 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 can't have to. Both. Yes, but, but yeah, I'm talking I'm talking playoffs, not division. Okay. So, gotcha. Yeah, but yeah, and and the teams. Uh, but this Stevie's Cowboys point, team, the teams, this Cowboys teams beatable. At the end of the day, they're beatable. Well, I think if we learn nothing else, every team is beatable, right? And 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 everybody that looks, sure. I'm sure, I'm sure Dallas is looking at WFT and saying, hey, like this team shouldn't scare us, right? Our defense is better right. than our than our offense. Their their offense is loaded with weapons, you know. And and that's why I think if they can get some of their key pieces back, if Landon is back, if if Sweat potentially is back, I mean. The team, the defense should improve, with in, in in light of how they've been playing over the last month. The defense should improve if Landon is back. The defense should definitely improve mm-hmm. if Montez is back. You know, so like, these are these are all things that again they line up positively for the Washington football team moving forward. And I think you've got to be encouraged at this point. I mean, to to be, go from two and six to six and six. I mean, Stevie had them. You know, obviously they, Stevie wrote them off before they were two and six. Right and everybody and we we all did our preseason picks and I had them winning an insane amount of games which was very foolish in, in hindsight but the defense right now the defense for the month of November and FP I think you and I were talking about this a couple of days ago the defense the Washington football team defense was ranked sixth overall for the month of November that right. is an incredible turnaround incredible turnaround for them right I mean they, they've quality QBs they've gotten in, in competition. Yes, yes, and Stevie said it many times as well. Sometimes there's there's something to that Ewing effect, right? When you lose your best guys, mm-hmm. everyone else has. It's not about stepping mm-hmm. up; it's just about doing your job and not not over like don't overdo it. Just do exactly what right. you're you're being asked to do. It's got to turn into team ball instead of hero ball, 
you know, but looking forward, they they can beat Dallas. I mean, Dallas didn't look Im- impressive against the uh, against the uh, the Saints a couple nights ago. I mean, they didn't they didn't I mean, look. They great. lost to the Raiders. They did absolutely. Lose to Joe, just to your point, is the Cowboys look at us and say, "Well, th- that team doesn't scare us." Of course, we don't scare anyone. I mean, we're not right. I, I mean, I-, I can count on one hand the number of teams that actually scare me. Okay, they come out of Green Bay. Kansas City, Tampa Bay. I mean, it's those quarterbacks that scare you. So, you know, maybe Baltimore. So, uh, uh, like, well, you know, we don't scare anybody. The teams that the WFT has have faced this year as well, right? Yeah, we, we've seen yeah. them all. Yeah. So. But my, my point is, we don't scare anybody, but we're going to be in every game because of the way we play, because of that, that identity of who we are and what we do. We're going to do what we do, and we're not going to be able to adjust tremendously. We are who we are, and... You know, if it's set up for December football, then let's go. Then let's see what, what you know, these guys are made of. And my point is, if we can get slightly better week in and week out, if Taylor Heineke can get slightly better with more experience, more oh, reps, no, more opportunity, that's a dangerous team. My, my, my point is, Dak isn't getting better you know, as the season progresses, Dak is Dak, right? I'm saying even Aaron Rodgers, all these guys, they're not getting better, right? right. My, my point is, but you Taylor, have, when you have but young Taylor guys. has gotten better, right? Taylor, I think yeah, but exactly. That's what I'm guys, saying. The guys Steve's talking about, they're already playing at their ceiling, right? Sure. They're exactly. amazing. Nobody's taking away from their how great they are, but they're at the top of their game. Heineke has room to grow. He has a lot of room to fall too, if he wants to, but there's room to grow. And, and I make the same argument. I'm sorry, Pete. With I'd say it with Eagles, with Jalen Hurts or yeah, Garden Minshew. Exactly. I mean, th- these. That, my point is, these are scary teams that have these young guys that are now getting more reps. I mean, we saw it with right. you know Russell Wilson when he was a young guy getting yep. uh, you know up there. So, and then as you get healthier, and of course I know every team's getting healthier, but you add guys like J.D. McKissick. Hopefully, fingers crossed, Logan Thomas is still around. You add a pass rusher like Montez Sweat. That's a scary team. Yeah, I, I look. I I don't disagree, Stevie. I think I think next Sunday against the Cowboys is probably the game I have the least confidence going into. Like it's hard to win three in a row. It's really hard to win four. It's I mean, very very few teams win five games in a row. I mean, that's just it's like a roulette table. Like it can it it can statistically keep hitting black every single time. But at some point, it, it's it's gotta you've got to level off. Like I don't know how you can continue to ride this high. I think. You know, if I, I was mean, next pick week one is the game, game you have to take because it's. At no, I Washington. don't think so. I don't think they have to that, take it. I think they can I mean, get them. At, I think they can get them towards the end. I think they can get them towards the end. But I'm saying, if, if frankly, you I want, they play better the on the Cowboys? road. Well, I mean, they get well, they get two chances I, I think, at them. They get two chances yeah, at them. If you want to win the division, you have to win next week. If you're yes. if we're we're thinking about wild card, you could lose both times to the Cowboys and still get a wild card spot. So, it is a must win. If we're gonna lock, if we're gonna compete for the division, uh, I mean, but I mean, FP made this point earlier. I mean, the Cowboys still have to go. Uh, they they still host. Uh, I believe they host Arizona, right? Mm-hmm. If I'm not doesn't mistaken. matter, Joe. They're already up two games on us. They take another game on us. You're up three games. That's the division. Yeah, I mean, the, the Cowboys. I'm pulling yeah. up the Cowboys schedule here. They are they are at Washington next week. Next week, one o'clock, and then they are at New York. And then they are home for Washington again on on the day after Christmas on the twenty sixth. Then they've got the Cardinals, and then they close out against the Eagles. 
So, right. I mean, I, look, I don't disagree. I want them to win them all. I, I just think it's the least likely of the bunch is the one coming up next week. I don't think FedEx. Well, I'll tell you actually... what, I, I, I think most likely to win is next week. And I'll tell you for one exact reason. Zeke with his bum knee isn't rushing the way that Zeke should be rushing. And then you take that and you add him. Yeah, but Tony, Tony Pollard is a Tony Pollard is a starter. Tony Potter, no, no, he's, no. he's a starter on every December, other team. December what football, said. man. Cold, 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 cold weather, real field. You shut down that run game. Tony Pollard or not, you could shut down both of them because thankfully the strength of this defense is the rushing D. So well, and if they you're going to steal a game against Dallas, it's going to have to be that cold weather, outdoors, gritty team. You're not going to be able to get them in in the stadium. You're not going to be able to do it at with Jerry, that fan base. No way world. at Jerryland. If you're going to yeah, steal I mean, one, it has to be next week, which is insane. Right, look, if you're talking five wins in a row at that point, that's crazy talk. Yeah, I mean, but they don't. Uh, yeah, I mean, coming into this game today against the Raiders, it was a nice to have, in my opinion. It, it wasn't a must have. It's an AFC opponent. Like it doesn't really impact the standings too much. Like you could have afforded to drop this one. I, I love the fact yeah. that they didn't. They they pulled a six and six. I mean, if if they are able to go next week and if they're able to hold court and win next week, they would be within half a game basically of Dallas with, uh, you know, a head to head. You know, basically a toss up. You know, and they would need both against Dallas. And they've done that in the past. I don't think they have to have it. Is is my point? I think Dallas likely will drop one or two along the way. So if, if Washington, Washington probably can still afford to do the same and make the playoffs to Stevie's point as well. Um, you know, but, but the team it's improbable. And I think that's the word that's going to keep coming up for me pretty much all week. I think every show we're going to record, you know, if we did superlatives or if we uh, adjectives describe this game, this team, whatever, in, in one word or season right now, I think the word is improbable for me. I think this is, it's an improbable twist that Taylor is playing this well. I think it's, it's improbable that the defense is improving week to week, even though maybe today was a, a slight step in the wrong direction, arguably, uh, without their best two talents, without Montez Sweat and without Chase Young, of course. I think that's very improbable. These are things that you wouldn't have bet on, but they're happening. And I think and I think Ron deserves credit, and I, I'm not embarrassed to say that I was wrong. I mean, the the lack of attitude and the lack of moxie on the sidelines, the, the arms crossed, just staring into space, you know, we got a glimpse of it a glimpse into the locker room last week with the David and the Goliath and the stone and Taylor throwing the stone and the, the that speech that um, that of course has made its round this week uh, this, this week all over the airwaves here throughout DC. You know he's clearly doing something behind the scenes. It's he's not dead in the water. You know and and for all the distractions that come with around the football team, I mean this week we saw it again with the name stuff and we're gonna tell you the name and it's the Commanders and everyone hates the Commanders. No, it's the command. Well, why? Do, well, that's a stupid name. Like. All that stuff continues to stay away from the team, and it continues to be about like the story on the field. And the story on the field is the team is six and six, right? They're they are trending yeah, I mean, the opposite direction. All. Abs- absolutely, and they're doing it without a franchise quarterback. They're just, they're doing it with a huge question mark still under center, and I think that's extremely there's, there's impressive. There's one and that's thing a we need to, to talk the about. Staff. There's one thing we need to talk about about Heineke that that I think a lot of us haven't really brought to light, and it's. He's an escape artist. He is a magician behind that O-line. And this might get Steve riled up talking about the O-line and the fact that he needs to do this. But Heineke, time and time again, and you saw it today, he's escaping from pockets, pulling his leg out of defenders' arms, escaping sacks, doing whatever he needs to do to get the, the play moving. And, I mean, that's fantastic, but it's also, it can't be 
part of his his game, right? And and that's the concern that, that I'm sure Steve's ready to jump in on or whatever. But but you also well, when you're are... a team and you see him do that. You you want to play for this guy? Heineke is somebody that you want to play for. You want to go balls to the wall with because he's yes. never he's never giving up. Yes, you want to play on Taylor Heineke's team. Only thing you said, FP or uh, Joe just said is Washington winning cures all. The only thing winning does not cure is getting me into FedEx Field. Okay, I don't care how much that team wins. But that's you a, cannot that's pay a me. real problem. That's okay. a real problem. Although although it is Dallas week, I, I expect some some extra burgundy and gold. Uh, hey brother, you're talking about silver and black or whatever the Dallas what, silver yeah, and white. The or Dallas whatever. will be there. I understand, but I, I I expect that there will be more football team fans than usual. The, well, that's the question. The right? story- is a five is a four game win streak stronger than the NBDs that live in this area? No, it's not. <laughs> Maybe the story NBD for those that don't know is uh, never been to Dallas. <laughs> I, I I didn't know that. I was afraid to ask. But the story that really we're going to be talking about in a month, no matter what happens by New Year's Day is that for once, we have a team that is contending on a yearly basis. We all remember 2005, love it. Ah, oh, CP running through walls, okay, glory. 2012, amazing, okay, January 6th, being in that stadium for the wild card game, RG3's leg falling off, you know, but where was it year in and year out? Every year after we contended or had some success, Turmoil, chaos, drama, whatever. This year, we're contending again. And and this is back-to-back years. Two years in a row. Two years That's, you know what? That's all Ron Rivera. It is not Jason Wright. It is certainly not one Daniel Snyder. It is probably not Tanya Snyder, whatever she's doing. It is all Ron Rivera. And a credit to a man who... Yeah, because the guy's got cancer. I mean, what what can't he overcome? <laughs> okay, he's literally overcoming cancer in Ashburn, and he's cancer in his body. Good for him. Okay, congratulations, Ron Rivera. Stevie, that that might be the best. Uh, that might be the best forty five second <laughs> cut I've ever heard come out of you. I might have to isolate that. <laughs> Where's that passion all the time? It's Take it to the bank. Hey. Win streak for you to care. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's December football, and nothing better. It is. It is December football. December. This is. These are meaningful games, you know. That's all we. That's all we wanted, right? That's all we wanted is meaningful games down the stretch, where we don't want to just, you know, you know, you know, basically kick ourselves or just turn off the TV, which a lot of us in years past we've done. But, you know, I was asked this question a, a couple of days ago by by, uh, by by someone who is not a a fan of the football team is like, how do you know that the culture is changing, right? And the easy answer is when you win. But I think the the more the more nuanced answer is when you make the playoffs consistently, and what what can be more consistent than two years in a row? So, I mean, at this point, you know, we're not in talent evaluation mode. We're not in Super Bowl, you know, chasing mode either. But you control your own destiny, which is, I mean, that's what every team wants at this point in the season is to be able to win games and move move forward in the tournament. And right now, if football team keeps winning, they're going to keep moving forward. They can afford to drop one or two of these games. I, I mean, they are better than the Eagles. They are better than the Giants. And I think the Cowboys will be a real test. I think, I, I don't know. I mean, they, they can, the Cowboys have had some duds. I mean, they've, they've had some dud games. They didn't look particularly impressive just a couple days ago against the Saints. Even I don't care what the scoreline says. They just didn't look very good. Yeah, and it's against the Saints team that, that had nothing, 
right? They're, right. You're I mean, there's the a couple team. games for sure. There's a couple games for sure that if the football team would love to have back. The Saints game, most notably. I mean, you take that game back, you're sitting one game over 500 right now with a tiebreaker against, uh, you know, the three teams in that division. You'd have a tiebreaker against the uh, the, the Saints, the, the the Panthers, and the Bucks, which is incredible. Yeah. Um, if you have actually, Big Kick Johnson, and you, the Falcons, you, you you'd have a tiebreaker over all of them. What, what am I saying? They'll be yeah. all over. They'd be well, the entire NFC South. Bottom line, I shouldn't say anything. I should just have ended on that hot streak. But bottom line is I don't know a lot of teams in the NFL that could lose their starting quarterback in the first quarter of week one and be sitting at six and six 13 weeks into the season. Preach. Absolutely. 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 Stevie, I'm going to take your that as your last comment. Player. I'm going to protect you from yourself. FP, Riverboat Ron. from you. I mean, my, my final note is – the David and Goliath mentality is definitely showing through and it's a beautiful thing to see. And this team come next week. I I mean, I'm, I'm calling it five wins in a row. You I have no reason to not that. believe this team. You want to know, it didn't put any money the on fact it. That I, the fact that I can wear gear out in public or wear my Washington football hoodie and not feel ashamed of life. That's the trajectory of this team right now. And I, I believe in Ron, and I believe in him keeping this team humble and, and ready to attack next week. And I don't think they're going to get full of ego and, and big heads after having four wins in a row. You know, and you said it. I mean, people that are not from D.C. don't understand this, but when when the team is down, you don't see any burgundy and gold. You don't see any jerseys. You don't see any flags on cars. You know, the restaurants are full on Sunday afternoons, et cetera, et cetera. When the team is winning and streaking the way they are right now, everybody's got some gear on. Everybody's rocking a hat. I'm, I'm a big fan of the camo hat. I just had the, uh, we just put in a request. Stevie's getting some gear. I got your beanie coming, Stevie. You know, so when, when they're doing what they're doing like they are right now, everybody's all in. And, and next Sunday, I mean, every game is the biggest game, but it's Dallas week. And, and for us here in D.C., there is no bigger rival. There is no bigger matchup than when Dallas comes to town. It's a shame FedEx won't be packed and it won't it won't be what it used to be at RFK or even in the early days of FedEx and Stevie and I used to go all the time, but that's okay. That's okay. We, we're going to watch the game. We're going to see what happens. Team is firmly in control of their own destiny. And again, you can't ask for anything else. So for now, let's put a bow on this show. Washington football, Washington football team travels to Vegas, wins, brings home a W, improved to six and six. It's on to Dallas. Big, big, big game on Sunday against the Dallas Cowboys. For FP and Stevie, my name is Joe. Check out the show, DTC, on all platforms, on all social media platforms, podcast platforms. Find us, like us, subscribe, interact with us. We thank you. We thank the contender for airing the show. And until next time, we are out. Go Washington football team. Hail to the football team. We're out.